Uh, hello. <laughs> Tell me where the gremlins go. Stop. I can't. You, I cannot. You must. You have to host it's this podcast. right here. He brings up a lot of good points in that song. <laughs> so I'm saying you could have Home Alone versus Gremlins, Jurassic Park versus the Gremlins. This isn't Debates on Tap reacts to a YouTube video, but it is Debates on Tap. That's a good... Write that down. Write, Write that, that down. down. Can we keep that? Uh, it's a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. And we're on day two of Spooky Week. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And I'm Vargas. Spooky Vargas. Yeah. Every time you talk, look at the waveform. To see I, what never, you did. I never will. Don't look at the waveform. And our spooky guest is fan favorite, fan of the show, Dave. Yay! Hey, guys! Back again. You know him. Woo-woo. You love him. Continuing the streak. David Jennings here. What's how, what's up, buddy? How's, Every how's year, life? Every year. Yeah, yeah. You so make an appearance. First, I just wanted to thank you guys. I appreciated the You're shout welcome. out. I am doing very much better. That's good. And so I really appreciated it. Listening to those podcasts when I was home there for a while mm-hmm. and getting to catch up, it was pretty great to hear from you guys. And I, that you guys care for me so much. And if much. you don't know what's going on, go back to listen to find out what horrible <laughs> thing happened today. Nice. Then, uh, that's right. Nice. 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 You're still upright. Everything's okay. Um. So yeah, this is Spooky Week Day Two. We're going to talk to Dave here in a second. Just real fast, we're going to introduce the beers for the bracket Got later on. Got a beer on. bracket, yep, as uh, you know from episode one. That's right. Uh, I have brought Crane Brewing's Tea Weiss. It is a sour ale with tea leaves. So, And they've burned us in the past with, was, with their not, beet beer. Stop it. Well, that was different. <laughs> one time, I love Crane. I love Crane. I, I didn't guess. say I don't. Then shut up, guy. Okay. Marcus, what do you have? I brought, we've had this before on the podcast, I know, uh, Second Shift Brewing's Hibiscus Wit. Mm. Uh, it's made with flowers, and it makes me smile. That's great. I like the art. Art's fun. I, Brian, brought Cinderblock from up in North Kansas City, their Northtown native lager. Mm. A lot of fun. We love Cinderblock. Dave? And I brought fan favorite of the show, <laughs> just as much a craft brew as the rest, Heineken. Yeah. yeah. Premium malt lager. Interesting. I don't know. What, based out of Holland, I'm assuming Holland, <laughs> Michigan, right? Dutch, isn't that weird? <laughs> you guys remember Austin Powers? <laughs> Get your hands off my Heine, baby. <laughs> I knew you were going to, yeah. You remember when James Bond drank Heineken? That was pretty cool. Nope. He likes it shaken, not stirred. He doesn't. He just likes it in a glass. <laughs> he likes the foam. Don't don't shake <laughs> your beers, people. We will get back to these beers at the end of the episode. That's right. We've been drinking on them. We'll, we'll have opinions on them later. Yeah, but we don't want to. We don't want to release too soon. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dave, Dave, what's new with you, buddy? Um, we've been quite a bit of stuff. Um. Probably the first thing that that's kind of new and kind of random. I was reading an article. I'm sure you all heard that Eddie Van Halen passed away the other day. Unfortunately, he did. Yes. Yeah, R.I.P. And yeah. so I was reading an article about how he had met um, Dimebag Daryl like a couple of weeks before he had passed or oh, before, before Dimebag, he, Dimebag passed away, yeah. had passed away, and they were like talking about. And I guess Eddie and obviously Dimebag being amazing guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, we're talking about you know what he offered him like thirty grand to like buy a guitar and you know Eddie didn't you know do it but I guess like a couple of weeks after he passed away like um, even just meeting them one time that he um, ended up burying him with his guitar from Van Halen too because that was like 
Dimebag Daryl's like favorite guitar oh, that he ever had. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Which I just and it, Vinnie Paul like offered to buy it yeah. off of him for like yeah fifty grand or whatever it was, and he was like, nope, because and if I'm remembering correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. Um, they tried to buy like have him replicate the yes, guitar, yeah, right? Yeah, and Van Halen was mm. like, no man, he gets. The guitar. The guitar. <laughs> yeah. I, Shit. Uh, regardless of our podcast feelings on Pantera, every story, every interview I've heard about anyone meeting Dimebag Daryl, they had nothing but positive things right. to say about right. him and, yeah. and the way he was with people. And so, yeah, you know, RIP to both the, the guitar legends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, literally when I read that story, it just, I mean, I don't know much about Eddie Van Halen besides obviously mm-hmm. their music. And like hearing that story just, made me know that he was such a decent human being to be able to right. be that way and do especially such instrumental in so many people's careers of, of how he does. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he did the beat it solo for free. Like he just went, like he was down the, I heard a story that he was just down the hall at the recording studio or we whatever. Can, we can make up. This podcast. is true now. Yeah. This is a fact. Uh, look it up. Cause I think you are correct. I think I, he, he was like down the hall the or whatever. Lick and like, yeah. yeah did like, and MJ name. was like, yeah, like we'll get royalties. He was like, nah, man, that was, that was fun. Yeah. Or what, whatever happened. But but I fucking, don't, I'm Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. You're Michael Jackson. Like who cares? So yeah. supposedly a, he did it in one take and B, he never got royalties for it. So. I believe it. But have you guys ever listened the to fool. the fool, <laughs> the jackass? <laughs> have you guys ever listened to what Van Halen is very fun. They're very great. But the David Lee Roth, they have videos you can watch or hear. Listen, I'm sorry. Of isolated vocals of David Lee Roth doing vocals for the songs. And let me tell you, hysterical because David Lee Roth is a crazy person (laughs) and hearing him do some of the backing vocals and main vocals is just like I don't think he said words there like (laughs) this is the actual track for the song I don't think David Lee Roth knows what he's supposed to be saying right now so you're saying David Scott Jennon could be a lead singer (laughs) of Van Halen that's exactly what I'm saying sweet listen if Van Halen could bring back David Lee Roth to to front their band a a few years ago I think I think it's possible I think you do yeah for sure Absolutely. So in other news, like something that's like new, and I know this isn't a political podcast, but the other day, me and my wife were watching on Netflix um, the 13th. Oh, yeah. Which is about the 13th Amendment. And that's the one that doesn't allow soldiers to be quartered in people's houses without notice, right? Uh, that is incorrect. I think oh. it's the one that gave women the right to vote. Ah, yes. yes, yes that's yes, yes. incorrect as well. Oh, oh shit. Tell us what is it the booze one? It's the one that we can't have slaves. Specifically, when it comes to like uh, people who are in prison, things like that, you can't make. What I will what I will say, and obviously I don't want to spoil. I think everyone should watch it, and it just reaffirms to me how much history is made by the people in power, and how there's so much information that we need to learn as a society Mm -hmm. of facts that we have never been told before. And we might learn about the 13th Amendment, but this was kind of eye-opening of the things that they've done with our criminal justice system, with changing things over the years to make basically finding free labor. Right. Um, Because people people don't understand that, like, for example, a good example of the 13th Amendment is that uh, prisoners are usually firefighters and go and fight wildfires. And they fucking can't afterwards. and And as soon as they get released, even though they have... Years and years of experience as these firefighters on the front line of these wildfires cannot become firefighters because they have a felony. Didn't California yep, specifically just change that rule? Maybe. I yep. think someone, uh, I think it was in California because of the wildfires out right. there this year, especially the last couple of years. 
you know, but you know what? It doesn't exist. The temperature's not changed. We're fine. Everything's right. fine. Uh-huh. I think they just changed that rule. I, I think maybe that you're ruling. right. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you. You know, we'll look it up after. No, you know what? It's fact now. <laughs> California <laughs> changed that rule. You know, it, it would seem to me, from, from, a, from a strictly calloused right. business mindset, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got a guy who has training in a thing, and that thing is throw your body into death. Right. How do you think they put out fires? Well, they're, they fight them with their fists. Yeah. They're firefighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally they, fight them. They yeah. punch the twigs that are on fire <laughs> until they go out. It's weird. They don't like to be called firefighters. They like to be called fire pugilists. Fire pugilists. I'm sorry. You're right. PC. <laughs> we were PC podcast. <laughs> but you'd think, right. you'd think, again, you would, but, from a but totally the, callous but, standpoint. But the basic issue is that most prisons are for profit. They're profit-driven yeah. institutions, which what? I think is insane. In a capitalist, I know, way? I know. In a capitalist democracy, yeah. Let's not ref- let's not make people be great to society again. Let's just let them right. keep going back we'll into it. Take advantage of them on their small minor charge that they're in prison for. Listen, you communist socialists, <laughs> you Bolshevik bastards. You know, if you had asked me a week ago who I thought would bring the deep <laughs> discussions and politics into our spooky week, it, it was not uh, uh, yesterday's episode. It was yep. not today's with Dave. Well, you know, Wait. it just it was like I said it was eye-opening and I it just reminds me of how much I love documentaries mm-hmm. because there's just so much information out there that we don't know and obviously as a, you know, an FYI to everyone, you obviously have to know who did the documentary and do your own research as well when you hear all these facts just so you know. I mean, I've watched plenty of Michael Moore and he's trying to, you know, they're all trying to put their um, perspective of what they want, but you know, obviously us as a society today, just we just take information that's given, whether it's right or wrong, and right. we just it is true. And we've all been, you know, burned by it in some way on social media of reposting something that I I remind of like you know celebrities that have passed away, and then someone else posted, and then they're like well, that celebrity died like eight years ago, and you're just like oh right. they got me again, right. you know. So I just I. It was really, I, at first I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch this, you know, but I had heard about it and my sister talked mm-hmm. about it and it was just, it's just so good. And it's, I mean, it's, I think it's an hour and a half, maybe two hours long, but it's, it's just. It's on Netflix too, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, so it, you know, mostly everyone has Netflix or steals Netflix. So, you know, you're going to be <laughs> right. able to watch it, but it just, yeah. The, another, another great documentary on Netflix, just to kind of piggyback off that, and speaking of social media, is The Social Dilemma. Is also on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, for someone like Bry Guy who doesn't have social media, which this documentary is basically like aimed not at you, but it's like this is the right example. I've got Instagram, yeah, but but uh, social media is it's another documentary Debates on fan, yeah, yeah that's right. It's a uh, it's another documentary on Netflix about basically what how much social media has shaped our society and you as a person, yeah, and dives into tribalism, you know, which is like. What's good for me is bad for you. What's bad for you is good for me, kind of thing, and uh, as well as just how the algorithm works against you and how echo chambers work. And it, it's a fascinating democ- uh, documentary that people should uh, should watch on Netflix as well. And since we're doing documentary hour, yeah, uh, fuck it. let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and watch Ancient Aliens because <laughs> that shit is <laughs> phenomenal. We're done. Uh, we're here done we go. Yeah, we're real, real quick, Dave. That, Dave, no? have you heard about the path? <laughs> Dave, you, do, you don't, don't have to respond to him. Don't, don't respond to him. I'll, I'll, right show, I'll show you after. What flavor Kool-Aid? No, yeah. it's yeah, not. Yeah, let's not even that. Let's not even a Kool-Aid and how you like that, guy. 
I live pretty Start close to the Mormon Church Temple. <laughs> they, church Latter Day Saints. They only be called Mormons. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dave, do you have anything spooky or fun or weird to or talk about? Are we going to get into another <laughs> crazy deep uh, politics discussion? Which, no, that, that was know it. What? Which is Why fine, not? you know. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I didn't want to get political on it, so you know, people can have their own views, but they need to see things so they can make their own informed. No, they need to make the correct decision, right. which yes. is our wait, view. Listen wait, to wake our up, podcast. Yes. Wake up, sheeple. Which is refine the prison system. The frogs are gay because of the chemtrails. <laughs> right. I get it. And the fluoride. <laughs> We're sorry. We're Makes sorry. My teeth strong. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How else am I supposed to kill them gay frogs? <laughs> Gotta bite them. So, open your the, butt. so basically the discussion that I want us to get into, and, and I'll, I'll preface this first, but then I'll tell you guys my spooky kind of story, um, is really how, you know, realistically all you guys probably make me watch or do things more with spooky, thrilling Halloween yes. kind of things I than I would been, normally do. There have been several times we have watched or done something spooky or scary that Dave's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But we and do it anyway. I've never liked that. And and I, I think I've said <laughs> I've I've you know on this podcast before I've talked about how my grandmother like was a huge reader. She loved Stephen King. So there was always VHS recordings mm-hmm. of, you know, Scary movies of It, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, I remember seeing, um, uh, oh my God, blank in my head. Why can't I? Alien, Aliens. Oh my God, blank in my head. head. Yeah, Yeah, I love that one. That's a really good one. All the uh, Tremors, which really is just an amazing movie, but Woo-hoo! I don't put that really in the scary category. Yeah! So, yeah. so it's in every category. It is, it is a thriller. It is a thriller. I've been I've been to one haunted house in my life, and that was with Brendan and our friends Andy and Ashley and Whoops. all those guys, and and like. I don't love being scared. So really my topic that I want to have discussed after I say my story is like, what is it about being scared, loving scary movies, the thrill that people get out of it? I've, I've looked up a couple things about like what it is physically within our bodies that Mm -hmm. releases to let that people love this. So this feeds into my story. So when I was 11 years old, we went to Disney world and scariest place on earth. They say it. That's their tagline. (laughs) And obviously, I loved it. You know, being that's like one of the perfect ages to go. Uh, it's the only time I've ever been. Um, and so we went to all the parks or whatever. And obviously, Magic Kingdom has the most like rides and everything. But then you go to MGM and Epcot, and they're not as known for their rides. But at MGM, they have the Tower of Terror, which is not there anymore. It's now um, it's uh, 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 Garden of the Galaxy. That's right. Is, they, they changed it down to that. <coughs> so sorry. Hold on, we got to take a moment, real oh, quick. Look at that flowing. Uh, poor cheek, poor cheek just took his hair down. down. Good lord, it is luxurious. I didn't know you were that relaxed, bro. <laughs> putting it back up. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought, I'm putting it back up too. Yeah. You know that Head and Shoulders Tuck commercial in my with Mahomes. I thought it was Palomalu, but I guess it was it's Mahomes a, and Porchy. You know, Andy Vargas. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Dave. Oh man, so, yeah, sorry. Now, now yeah, now Ooh, Tower Terror. I gotta is the whoo, cool myself down after oh, looking at that. Boy. I'm sorry, this is Herbal Essences commercial <laughs> over here. Ooh, <laughs> ah. Garnier Fructus. Yeah, yeah. 
So we go stand in line at Tower of Terror. And at this time in my life, I I don't think I'd ever... The only roller coaster I'd ever ridden was the Zambezi Zinger, which is probably the most terrifying one. Right. And probably why at first I didn't like riding roller coasters. Well, probably because it was a very dangerous roller coaster to be yes, in anyway. Yes, I mean, you yep. were like just sat in the lap of your parent. There was no seat belts. <laughs> there was no guard. You literally said, which is, the ride is still alive in like Brazil, which right. must have not safety standards at all. Yeah, they, you know what they do have? A lot of UFOs right now. Keep moving. Keep telling your story. In Brazil, Dave. really? Nope. nope. Yeah. What is? No, what is no, no, don't engage. Don't so, engage. So don't engage. Sorry. Don't engage. What is? What is this? For those of us that don't know what you're talking the about, Zambezi so Zinger? unidentified flying objects. No. Right? <laughs> so, so the Zambezi Zinger was a. It sounds like a, a special calzone that a restaurant would make. Think yeah. of a metal canoe with just a long, you know, like. Where multiple people could sit, like four or five mm-hmm. people, okay. that could just sit in it, and that's what it felt like as a little right. kid. And instead of it being like one where you go straight up and then it drops down, it's a circle that goes around and around till you get to the top, and then it drops. Now, obviously, because you're not seat belted in, there's no loop de loops or anything, because you would fall right out, <laughs> right out. if you okay. did. But there was also must have been no height requirements or anything to ride on this at the time. I mean, this you know in the '90s, I guess late '80s, '90s. I mean, when we went there, like I remember being a small child riding this roller coaster and just being terrified. And sorry, just again, I don't know what you're talking about. This was at Worlds of Fun. Well, this is a Worlds of Fun, okay. correct? And this was a, a popular ride. This was a that very popular n- ride. Nah. There was like four roller. Look, coasters. man, I don't know what the fuck this is. You're talking about a, sl- a, s- a s- super slammy got... slinger. What is it? No, the Zamboni a, singer. A, a no, roller coaster. That's Zambezi singer. So <laughs> I forgot. We got a couple people is. that aren't from, haven't lived in Kansas City their whole life. Yeah. So they obviously don't understand this. But basically, eventually, it's actually, I believe, where the boomerang is now at World of Fun, if anyone's gone recently. That's where the Zambezi singer used to be. So, but back to my main point, back to World's or to Disney World. Oh, yeah. Tower so, of terror. so we get in. Oh, yeah. So, this, the ride had not been along, along that long, which I don't know if you guys remember this, but back when TGIF on ABC, Disney owning ABC, they did like a Tower of Terror movie. Um, to get people to want to come to Disney World to ride I remember this ride. That. They're remaking which, it. A live action Tower of Terror. Whoop, whoop. Wasn't it live action before? Well, I'm just saying it's going to be live action again. Is this is that a real thing or? No, yeah, they're really remaking it. Sure, it's not a bit. It's not. <laughs> look, if, all right. First of all, a bit is what a horse champs at. So no, I, it's not that. Ooh, that. Now all I right. know. Okay, so Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror, because it was so popular at the time, the line was forever. And so as the line, as we got closer to it, I basically just started freaking out and building up my anxiety so much that I started hyperventilating and uncontrollably sweating because I was so scared and fearful to ride this ride. Right. You don't, you, the words tower of terror imply some insane weird thing. And then as people are going on to it and just disappearing and coming out in different plot spot. And you're, as this time you're looking at the tower of terror and, and, I don't know if you all have ridden this ride mm-hmm. before, but obviously it opens up and you can see the people right before they drop. So your your fear is just intensifying as you get closer to the doors. Right, right. And I actually on um, 
no, um, uh, they're not paying for this, but on Disney Plus, there's actually a, a, there's parts about where you learn like the Imagineers a documentary, oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. really good, and they talk about like how the Tower of Terror and the robotics of that the the car that you ride in for the elevator is like by all these sensors around that it just mm-hmm. freeforms around. So, sorry, random tangent. It's okay, Mr. Disney. Mr. <laughs> Disney, Dave Disney. So, so as we get closer, like I literally was just not. Didn't want to go on it. Like, mm-hmm. I was freaking out so much and literally, like, said, I'm going to go back to the hotel. Like, I can't ride this ride. I'm so scared. Like, I think I got one of my parents to finally, like, agree to it. But I think my other parent was like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to go on it. And they, like, eventually calmed me down. And so, obviously, you the line you I go... I can see them just shaking. Calm down, bitch! <laughs> yeah. I'm Calm sure down! At that time, that wasn't illegal. Calm down! Yeah. So, we get, you know, we get inside and then... Basically, you're kind of going through the ride as you're still in line, kind of a thing to kind of keep you engaged. Yeah, it's like a, it's Haunted Mansion is the same way. Wait, yes, what? At, yes, very similar. You go on. As I've you, never at, been to the scariest at, place on earth. Well, as you like go through the the line, there's like things that happen. Oh. That, like you're in the environment, like so. in the, like in the haunted house when you're waiting in that line. That guy with yes. the rat comes yeah. or used to. Remember, I yeah. can't remember. It's a Kansas City haunted house. Yeah. Yeah, the Beast or Edge of Hell. Edge of Hell. Rentman, Poe, I believe yeah. is his name. We'll explain it to you off the show, Porchy. Yes, but, but as you walk you the really line of Tower of Terror, there's here. like, you walk through things that are that are like, oh, this is the Tower of Terror. Gotcha. And just set the scene. More, and ha- yeah, and Mansion you get stuff. in, you look like you're in a hotel lobby, right. in a steam room. That's yeah, a Haunted like, Mansion works the same, vibes. pretty similarly. Yeah. I wish so, so we get to the point. Um, that they load us on the elevator. And so you, at first you, like it lifts you up and you go through this whole, you know, montage of mm-hmm. different things of how it's haunted and yeah, all that David stuff. David S. Pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> David yeah, yeah, yeah. S. Pumpkins is like, any questions? <laughs> <laughs> and so then you go up and you, and it kind of like false drops you and you're like freaking out and I'm like holding on for dear life. And then you, then you lift up and like I said, you look out upon the park you know, they like open the door up and you're like, oh my God, I'm about it's, to die. It's pretty and you crazy. you fall yeah. down. <laughs> and then literally after it's all over, you're like, oh my gosh, this was so amazing. It's and a, so then you're like, thing, I yeah. go back from this like fear of like anxiety of like literally having a panic attack to being like, let's ride it again instantly. Right. And that's what I feel like it comes down to all these things. And so this kind of brings me upon the question to you guys because like scary movies... Haunted houses, mm-hmm. even like you could go into people that like to do like adventures. I'm a very timid person that's like, I'll stay in my lane and you guys go do <laughs> yeah. your crazy stuff and everything. But what do you guys feel like it is for you guys that make you love? I mean, you literally, Vargas, subscribe to a channel that is all <laughs> scary movies. Like, what is it about that type of stuff that you guys, that you love that mm-hmm. being scared or thrilled. And the only thing I can, you know, like go to is like when we used to go see the paranormal activity movies, because yes. that's those movies that make <laughs> you feel like, Oh my God, this can happen to me. Right. You know, and you start doing things like covering your feet at night or you have to have socks on because mm-hmm. the guy's going to come from under your bed. If you don't do that type if of stuff, if you like, sleep with socks on, I do not sleep with socks. Okay. On. You boy, can stay. Oh boy. I don't sleep oh with boy. anything. So on. I've, <laughs> First of all, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ta- well, all of that. Make sure you say their name so they keep paying us the money, the advertising money. Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe to Shutter. Time out one second. I put it down. I wrote down in my notes so I wouldn't forget. I put chiller. 
which I believe is a TV channel. I was going to say that's a different <laughs> mm-hmm. horror that's movie thing. Totally so. different. Um, for me, I've thought a lot about this actually. And I, I think what it is, is so you're at Disneyland, you're at the tower of terror in the back of your head, regardless of how you think this experience is going to go, mm-hmm. you have to know that everything's going to be okay. You're going to get off this ride and you will have experienced it. And it's something you, you know, a notch on your right. belt or whatever, but it's all the other stuff leading up to it. It's that's the, the excitement. Yeah, yeah. It's like the buildup. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's the idea that you can safely experience this terrifying situation but at the end of the day, you know mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Right. Same thing uh, with horror movies. I'm pretty sure that amusement park rides are the second highest leading cause of death, just under lion attacks. So I, I don't think you should say. <laughs> I don't think you should say yeah. that everything yeah, yeah, will yeah. be okay. That everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely dangerous. Yeah, n- number one cause of death in the world is lion attacks. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Number two, very, very, amusement park rides. The ghost in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, right. number three is uh, you wouldn't. You'd think it'd be hippos. Slip slides. Uh, no, it's not. That's oh, is number, that number four. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, number three is uh, uh, car crashes. Oh well, sure, oh, sure, yeah. sure. That's, that, you know. Uh, Four four point eight million lion deaths a year. Yeah, it's true. The too in many. the U.S. alone, too many <laughs> lion lives don't matter. Uh, I would thank yeah, you, Joe Exotic. I would basically, I would, I would agree. Yeah, Vargas is that like part of the reason why I love horror movies and then haunted house so much is that like one, the anticipation of it, and then two, it's like you you build up so much, and then as you get into it, you release. Brian, Brian I, knows all about that. Well aware. Uh, but it's like this, like fun, like haunted houses specifically. It's like a fun communal thing you do with other people, and it's just it's fun. Like sure, it's like intense and scary. It's much like watching a a, a haunted house horror movie versus like the slow dread horror movie. Like right, which are two, we've talked about many times. Uh, the haunted house is just like a fun like you go up and down valley, up valley, mountain. You know, it's 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 a ton of fun to go to. Whereas like watching a horror movie or watching like the different kinds of horror movies, like the paranormal activity movies, which are that same type of like, like mountain Valley type of like up and down versus something like the black coat's daughter, which is something I, I watched again recently, which is very much a, a, just a dreadful <laughs> horrifying movie, which is, it's amazing. It's just like one, like a movie. I, I, I love movies because they're great storytelling things. You get so much out of them, but also, you know, if it, if it gets me like a little uncomfortable, especially like in a horror movie, then it's done its job of, that fun, like, oh, dopamine release of, oh, gosh, like, this thing was so intense and so fun, but now I'm on the other side of it, and I'm, I'm fine. You know, my, my sister was a big, uh, she hated roller coasters and rides and things like that. She was a big scaredy cat when it came to that kind of stuff. Just normal, like, not even Tower of Terror, like, just a normal kitty roller coaster. And my dad's rule was always, you have to try it just once, and if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it ever again. But it was that whole thing of like she tried it once and then was like, let's, let's do that again. We could we could do that again. We made it on the other side. We're everything's fine. We're okay. I I was the same way. I was telling my parents this is what switched me. Like mm-hmm. whatever as a kid, uh, I went to a church like retreat thing, field nice. trip, been whatever. There to, been to a couple of those. Yeah. Who switched you there? 
<laughs> Father uh, Bill, dude. <laughs> I am not Catholic, thank you. <laughs> uh, but we, I, brother Bill, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, Bill. Yes. <laughs> I grew up in Detroit, so we 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 went to this uh, theme park that a lot of people might know uh, called Cedar Point. Yes, yeah. it's the roller coaster. Oh, capital. we're all three of us. Yeah, we know that. It's the roller coaster. My dad and I have been there a couple fun, times, yeah. but we all know Cedar Creek. So whatever, man. Look at our world view point, compared to you. Super slinging zinger, whatever. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> okay. Nailed it. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but it, 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 we were there the whole day, and I was oh, super scared of roller coasters, right? And it, it was the same thing. It was like the last, you know, we were there. Mm-hmm. We got time for one more ride. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on the Raptor. And it's one of those ones where your feet dangle, right? right? And I did it. And at the end, it was like, I'm, I'm hooked. This is my thing now. And, and now I've been on, I think it's number two and number four tallest, fastest roller coaster mm-hmm. in the world. I've been on them. And, and I can't get enough of it. It just... It's that gate, right? Where like once you get through it, and you're you get through that anticipation, kind of like Tower of Terror for you, I would assume. Yeah, you get through it and you're done with it, and it's like that was absolutely incredible. I want to do all of this and experience it. Or I guess you get to the end and you're like, that was the most horrible thing I've ever been through, <laughs> and I never want to do that again. Never again. Yeah, because some people are that way. You know, obviously they do it and they're like, no, this isn't for me, but. I would say even like, because we went, so the only haunted ha- real haunted house that I've been to, because Kansas City's kind of known for its haunted houses. Right. And so like we went to Edgar Allan Poe. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, there was definitely some things in there that like, that really like people, like I don't like small spaces and everything. And you like literally are like a thing where you're like, you're buried alive. They did the, like the cask of Amontillado. Like it was Fuck intense that. to end it. Like you were buried in something, and then like you had to to get out of it. You had to walk through like this, like it was pitch dark, and then you walk through this thing where you're like basically walking through like um, it was essentially like a giant inflatable balloon on both sides. Yeah. It was like as you walk through it, it's compressing you. Yeah, yeah. And but moving. it was like like you were like oh, fucking, like sand was like piling on you. No, eat me. Fuck it that. Was, no way. <laughs> awesome. That was the best. Yeah. Thing ever, but like doing that with them awesome. and knowing we're experiences together, and obviously I wasn't the first person and I wasn't the last person on this thing, right. which I chose specifically. You're the to meat be, in to, a Dave sandwich, yeah. That's like, right. which I feel like that the 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 people that work there do a great great service of like not just attacking those people on the end. They like know that those people in the middle. They're there for yeah, a reason. They're well trained on finding people who are most scared. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and they're just gonna feed off of that yeah. and and that too. So obviously, if you don't, but like going through that with them, I would probably. It's not like the first thing on my list, but I would definitely do that. And roller coasters, all those types of things. It's just it's amazing to me because, and this is where you know we kind of you know you could do it as simple as food. You know, just trying something the first time because there's so many things that you're just like, oh no, I wouldn't like that. But then you try it, and it's just. So, I mean, beer is a prime example. I mean, your guys' podcast. You know, literally, you're trying something new. Yeah, you all try the time. this podcast, and you're like, "Oh, there's no way I would like that." But then you try it, and it's the best podcast out there. Right? It's the best. I mean, it That's really right. is. I mean, and when you're trying the like, even these like, I would, you know, Brendan loves sours, and I'm not a sour guy, but I've tried some sours because of him. And I know this is, you know, it's a full circle type thing. It wouldn't be Dave without. We're, a we're getting we're getting to our bracket. Yeah. Didn't you uh, say that he? Tied you down that one time, just poured him down. That's why you don't like leather straps. That anymore. was part of the podcast. Is that or the haunted house. That, that was yeah. it. Yeah, that was that's what happened. 
But yeah, I, I think just yeah, to wrap up that whole put a bow on, it's like the rush of that activity, like the movie, the roller coasters, the haunted houses, the terrifying rides. It's like the rush. And sometimes you, you don't get like that whole rush part of it. And once you get it, it's like, man, that was fun. Let, let's do it again. Or, or sometimes people are like, my wife is like, I don't ever want to do that ever again. That's because your wife has a good, a good memory, as do I. Because when I get off that roller coaster, I remember exactly how I felt <laughs> uh, whenever I was up there. But it's and, a good but time. But you might not make it the next time. It's, a great, it's a great cause of death. Great time. Leading cause of death. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Right behind lions. Yeah. yeah. And then That's the then so the car good. crashes the car and then the slip and slides. I get it. And I then get vending it. machines. Right vending machines is pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The know? only thing that I would that I would add on that is, I feel like some people though in those and and it's probably just because they're wired a little differently. You have some of those people that prey on those people that love those fears. And yeah, then, like Jeffrey Dahmer. So like <laughs> I remember when we <laughs> Jesus. What? what? Ooh, now it's smooth. Really dark <laughs> on that one. But like I remember when we went to the haunted house, there was that guy that I worked with who almost made it worse because he was like doing things to like. Yes, he was the asshole who went into a haunted house and was like, "Oh, this thing is funny. Look at this thing!" Like I'm gonna mess with. I'm gonna people, mess with the people, and they're because they, the they, they scared, could mess with us. It's know, like and, you gotta okay. fucking buy in. Yeah, if you're well, gonna go to a haunted big, house, that's a big thing. You have to buy. This in. guy it, bought it, in a. The opposite way. In my experience, those are the people who are actually the most afraid. Yes. And they do that stuff to make themselves feel better. Yeah. They do, but then it ruins it for the five people yeah, they're with. of course. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not dickheads. Yeah. Oh, they're dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So back to the beer. some beers. We, I don't think we said this at the top, we're in the light division. Oh, yeah. we. Did. Well, we, I mean, I'm assuming we, us explaining what the beers are. After explaining so what they so were yesterday, knows, we're in the light division, right? Right. And I'm gonna preface this that I did, was kind of confused on what the light division means. Well, it's a lights, light loggers. I mean, well, I mean it's all the same. You, that you thought Brendan texted you logger, and I, I looked at my text and there was nothing in there about any <laughs> yeah. of that. So <laughs> I don't know where that. But log, logger is is a light is a lightish beer. So everything everything's okay. We're no, fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. You're in the correct category. I can sell you on the on the history of why I chose that beer. Why don't you go ahead and do that? <laughs> so there's a couple things about Heineken. Is get your hands off my Heine, baby. Besides yeah, the fact, I mean, it's get some Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I was addicted to Austin Powers. I literally put glasses on for a whole year because of, no, right. Such. But Heineken was a beer that my dad drank. I always considered it a you know a fancy beer at the time not you know not having really a worldly right. view of what beer really was especially with all the craft brews that are out now however it was probably one of the first beers that i ever tasted you know growing up um even at a young age um taking a sip off of it but what i really loved is i was able to in college to go to amsterdam and unfortunately, they were redoing the Heineken um, tour at that time, so we weren't able to uh, um, tour the facility. But I was—I did a report on Heineken, and it is one. I mean, it's Heineken and Amstel Light mm-hmm. for Amsterdam is like what Bud Light, or I mean, I guess you could even consider Miller Light or Coors Light here. I mean, it's always on tap everywhere. Right. And I will tell you what: there is nothing like drinking. A Heineken beer in in the Netherlands, coming off of a tap, and they like chill it at a certain degree, 
that it tastes it's just so sweet just like most draft beers like it's just different yeah it's like drinking a bud light in st louis at a blues game no, i, I get believe it's it a belgian you have to drink it in the Belgium. blues. No, what's, no, no. What's that? Drink uh, it. Yeah, right blue? I didn't grow up. Uh, blue. Yeah, where's? I've never heard of that. Bl- are you, are blue eight. Blue s. Blue s. Are you sad? Blue. Blue s. Blues clues. Blue s. I've also heard the same thing about Guinness that it just tastes better in Ireland out of a out of a tap. And it could be mm-hmm. a mental thing, but like they did have one thing which was a separate tap. It was called like Heineken Zero, and they literally <laughs> took it right to the freezing point. Oh. And you drink, and it was. But uh, like it was a hot day because obviously it was like the beginning of June when we went on this trip. Obviously, and, and it was yeah. like coming out from being hot into this pub and drinking this freezing cold beer. Yeah, was just like it's just the best thing. And there is probably something about drinking it where it was made. I mean, Heineken is like 150 plus years old, and it actually just a little history. It originally was Haystack. Is what the original company, and then it. What Heineken stands for? Haystack. It turned in. Well, it was a different brewery, and then and then it turned into with a new family into Heineken, and so and to think about it, it made it through the World Wars and all that stuff to be here. That it's just it's kind of standing, and it kind of falls by the wayside now because obviously you know I rep my own city, so I drink a lot of Boulevard, and then a lot of these other you know Cinder Block and and Crane and all those type of beers now. that I don't drink it as often, but I will tell you this, and this will be the last fact. For my 21st birthday, because my father is who introduced it to me, I got one of those mini kind of Bubba kegs full of Heineken. (laughs) I forgot Heineken was one of the first ones to put out like the mini kegs. And it was just amazing, you know, at that that time. So even though, you know, in all its skunky glory, I I still put it at the, you know, the Mm -hmm. top of kind of one of those nostalgic. And and they're all the same. I mean, Golsh, Heineken... Um, Stella, they're all kind of in that same kind of category of, of those import, right. you know, European beers that they're very similar and they're just, mm-hmm. they're kind of refreshing to me. But the, the nostalgia, you know, I'll bring it back and I got to do it <laughs> just like the circus peanuts. <laughs> so Dave saying all that, what is your, give me two picks of the, the top beers you have right now. So in reality, and, and some of this just because... I love Cinderblock, but I think because of some of the sour beers, um, it's it's hurting me. I I think that my two picks on here is going to be the Hibiscus Wit and the Heineken on here. I the okay. the Crane Tea is just a little it's a hair too, too sour. Yeah. I forgot how sour it was. I'm sorry. And then, I was going to grab something I think else. The I sourness of that is fuck this whole thing up. The native, so it, it's hard. So if you're I drink saying them separately, native would be, but. Brendan's fucked up native for you. Yeah, he really uh, yep, has. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in and say, <laughs> yeah, I love the sour. It's don't. It's great. I but compared to the other three we have, it is like it's different. Oh no, yeah. dude. I'm saying I agree with Dave. Whenever you drink like the native or whoever, then you take a sip of the sour. You're like, oh yeah, that's sour. It's like going to Quick Trip at the fountain and putting a little bit of everything in your glass and then drinking it. It's after yep. you drink that sour, you really don't know what the other beers taste like. No, I'm saying I pick the sour because I really like the sour. Wow. Man. What's, your, what's your second? What's your other one? The hibiscus wit. It's great. Brag it's really it? good. Let me uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Va- what do you? a vampire. <laughs> what about you, Brennan? How do you feel? I'm vamping. vamping. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, say this. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, come to me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the uh, I, I will say the native 
is plain after the after all the others. Well, yeah, of you know, because you guys all went for well, you two, <laughs> Brendan and, and went for some taste. Went for, well, no, you went for like yeah, flat, strong. It's there. Right at the start. In, yes, as as opposed, I love Cinder Block. As opposed to if you had the native after like a super dark, yeah. heavy stout, it would be like, man, this is refreshing. So I'm going to go with native and <laughs> hibiscus wit, I think. Because it's just, it's less pungent than the TYs. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I am going to agree with Fargus. Yeah. I'm picking the TYs. And a hibiscus wit. Sounds Which I think me. our winner means... Hibiscus wit? I think our winner is the hibiscus it's wit. It's so good. I really it's very like good. It. That's surprising. It is like, it's very it, drinkable. This is what I remember the this T. Weiss being. Yeah. And like a little less sour, more tart. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I love the sour. I love it. But this this hibiscus wit is like... It's, it's really good. It yeah. has a great... Tart taste with like that flowery, but it's like still finish. nice and mellow. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it doesn't have the aftertaste that the tea has. It's not tea overpowering. Yeah. Right. This is like you hit the tart and then you get the flower finish. Oh, that's good. Whereas it's the tea wise is just like, oh, it's still here in my it's mouth. It's sour, sour, <laughs> sour. Tea, yeah. sour, sour. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I know it's not the category that we're in right now, but have you guys had the black squirrel from Cinderblock? Yes, I have. Oh. It tastes like you're drinking a hazelnut. If you were to grind a hazelnut, really, you feel yeah. that way? Yeah, man, I love it. Tell us other things you feel. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good. How do you feel about it, David? I love it. Oh, okay. I think it's delicious. I mean, it's a limited time, so I think it's one of those things where it's or, like, oh, you have to have it. Like, amaretto, hazelnut, and amaretto. I think are the two. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it comes out liquor. pretty soon. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> That's so why. it's twice as much hazelnut <laughs> in a single beer. Yeah. Uh, the the. Cinderblock has a great, has a great. <laughs> sorry, I was trying to remember what I was going to say. Cinderblock has a great uh, sour called Casually Commingle that is like it is a sour. Like I it's so good. One. You should, because uh, it's sour, but it's it's delicious. It's very good. But I think Crane Crane is known for their sour. They're like a yeah. sour brewery, and everything they do, even their beet sour was. But they're yeah. not actually sour. Well, they're no, when, really you, when you walk people. in, everybody is just has that face. There's mm, mm. Oh, another customer. Just put a little Great. in mouth. Eh, what do you fuckers want? <laughs> uh, Dave, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I'm glad we could run the gamut of politics and the 13th Amendment and horror movies and horror themes. You're always a very stuff. entertaining guest for us and the listener. For right. sure. And thank you right. to Crane Brewery for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> and Heineken. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, Shudder, I think. And Shudder. We, we got Shudder. Not <laughs> so, Shudder. Don't go, don't go to Chiller. So many sponsors. Get Shudder. Brian Guy, where can you find us? Well, you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Debates on Tab. You can find us on Instagram, Debates on Pictures. You could also tell every kid that shows up to trick or treat. Because <laughs> you tell three kids, and they tell three they, kids. They, see? Rule of threes. Halloween rule of threes, baby. Perfect. It's not a pyramid scheme. It's right. an inverted triangle. That's right. It's a funnel. System. Yeah. Fun- system. It's a system. It's a funnel. <laughs> That's it, right? Besides, thank you to Dave. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank I you really again. appreciate Dave, it. Dave, you got it's anything? Always fun. You got anything you want to pitch or say or 
You got a new invention? Uh, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> my son turns one in a couple weeks, so happy Yay! birthday, Davis. Hell yeah. He made it a year. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the kid's walking already. Yeah. Like, he's a genius. Dude, he's you the could best. Probably, you could probably trip him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, if he's walking too far, just, just knock yeah, him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock they're him. they're top gotta, heavy at this age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, my, him, keep him in line. My mom has been watching Davis, and uh, I think oh, she's ready to be a grandmother. Sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh. No, it's, it's <laughs> well, great. Well, too bad it's going to be nine years, huh? That's right. We already have a child we're raising. Yeah. She is a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye.